1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy.
0: A major thinker and writer on the line, Abigail Schreier, investigative journalist, her new book Irreversible Damage The Transgender Craze Seducing Our Daughters is available on pre order from Amazon. It comes out at the end of June. She has a piece up in Newsweek. Is this when is this from this piece up in Newsweek? Let's see. No, just just published. Who has the right to be called a girl? Abigail, welcome back to the Dennis Prager Show.
2: Thank you so much for having me on. It's great to be here.
0: Thank you very much. I was thinking, reading your piece and reading about the judge in the Connecticut case, which we'll explain to our listeners, that even a pandemic and a, an unprecedented lockdown of society, the crushing of the world economy does not stop the left from its missions. <laughs> Is that fair to say?
2: That is fair to say.
0: So tell us what's, tell us what's happening in Connecticut.
2: Sure. So these, there are three high school girls now suing their athletics association in, in Connecticut. And the reason they are is these young women are exceptional runners. They are the very best runners in the state of Connecticut, a state which has a proud history of, of really great track and field. Uh, talent, and competition. And these young women are suing because for the last few years, they have consistently lost to biological boys who identify as girls, they claim to be girls, and they are allowed to compete as girls. And what has happened is in the last, since 2017, 13 out of 14 state championship events have been won by boys, biological boys now. These are the girls' events have been won by boys. And the boys are now... Um, taking um, they're also setting records so they're taking records from biological girls they're setting them and they're setting records that no girl can meet so this is this is really devastating it means that now every year in Connecticut there will be fewer biological girls moving on to regional championships because they are consistently getting knocked out of the top spots
0: if if this were visited by someone In the past, if what you just said were heard, but even 20 years ago, not a hundred, they would have said it was science fiction of the most absurd variety.
2: That's exactly right. It is unbelievable. It's one of those things you can't believe you have to go into court and argue that this is not fair to girls. When every woman knows that, you know, biologically speaking, the advantages in sprinting and in, in heavy lifting are so vast <laughs> that men have. That's why they had, have always separated them. Um, men have larger lungs on average, they have larger bones, they have more bone density, they have more fast twitch muscle fiber, they have larger hearts. I mean, there's absolutely massive advantages, so massive, in fact, that the fastest sprinter in the world is this remarkable woman, Allison Felix, and literally almost 300 high school boys today can beat her in America, just in America. 300 high school boys have beaten her record. That's how much faster men are on average.
0: One of the biggest questions I have about America is this infection of the conscience, as I would call it, and of the ability to reason. How deep is it? In other words, if we took a vote among Connecticut parents, how do you think the vote would go?
2: You know, it's interesting. I don't know. I think that of all the transgender sort of issues that have been posed in the last, you know, decade or so, um, this is the one that is most inherently upsetting to parents, because they know. I mean, I get calls from fathers who say, "This isn't right. My daughter trained so hard. She's up every morning. She's she's the best runner in the state, and they won't let. And she can't even get the chance to win." Um, I, I do I. You know. I think. You know. In general, parents are very understanding and sympathetic. I think feminists have been terrible on this issue. Um, by and large Um, but you know they really prefer the new group that has a claim and that new group is the transgender group um, unfortunately Uh, unfortunately because it doesn't give girls a fair shot.
0: Are the parents families and the girls themselves in the lawsuit getting hate?
2: I think they are I mean I've talked to some of them and and they do get a fair amount of hate what they also get is you know quiet you know, people coming up to them just saying quietly, don't tell anyone, but I'm on your side. They get a lot of that.
0: All right. So the, the, the parents or the girls themselves, they have brought to a Connecticut court the case. Hey, wait a minute. There's supposed to be equality in sports. And as a female, I am now being forced to compete against males, whatever they may identify as being a separate issue. We keep losing races. 13 out of 14 championships have been won by male bodies identifying as female. Uh, do I have it correct? Yes. Okay. In Connecticut. What is this judge like?
2: So the judge just gave a very bizarre instruction in the case. He told the um, the, the plaintiffs, the young girls, that they have to refer to, and their attorneys, they have to refer to the biological boy competitors as transgender girls. They could no longer refer to them as males in the pleadings. This is a very strange ruling because, of course, at issue in the case is who these, you know, what are the rights and privileges that inhere that in, here in, in um, being a, a girl or a woman? And one of those rights at issue in the case is being called and recognized as a girl. Um, and since that's an issue of a case, the, the issue of the case really is who is a girl and who gets to be called a girl for the purposes of sports. So for the judge to go ahead and say, actually, we, we've already decided that before the evidence is brought, we know that these trans, you know, transgender biological boys, that we know that they are some type of girl. So you're, gonna, you're now to refer to them as transgender girls. That's highly prejudicial, and he really, really should recuse himself
0: at this point. What have they been referred to until now?
2: Um, in the complaint, they were referred to as males. Um, They needed to, because of course, in order to explain what they had, what these girls, why they were complaining, they had to explain. Look, however, forget about how they you know, identify for a moment, the reason we're complaining is because they have male bodies. That's the issue in sports. The issue really isn't, you know, you you can be as courteous as you want to a transgender person, and and one should, you know, uh, one would think, um, you know, extend them courtesy in all kinds of situations in daily life. But here is a court case in which the very issue is the maleness of these biological boys. So to tell them they couldn't bring that up in their complaint um, really hamstrings the plaintiff and it really shows you where we are in a lot of society where you won't where where people are so silenced we can't get to the things at issue um, and that's 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 impossible in a court of law. Um,
0: so, who is funding the lawyers for the girls?
2: Um it's the ADF so this okay is yeah I want I, I didn't know that, defending but
0: freedom. I want people to know that because ADF uh, is something I promote a lot and people should donate to ADF Alliance defending freedom. they yes, do this it. for free Otherwise, nobody could afford lawyers here. The state has unlimited funds, correct?
2: well the um I believe the 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 boys are repre- uh, and the defendants I think are represented by the ACLU which is a terrible track record on this uh, issue. The ACLU cannot wait to give away all of women's rights and safe spaces for some reason.
0: The silence of the feminists uh, is something you alluded to. Why don't you address that?
2: Well, none of the major feminist organizations, with the exception of the Women's Liberation Front, Front, which is excellent. It's a liberal organization, but it's very... Um, honest and it has a lot of integrity. They are really the only ones in America to have stood up for, for young girls and women whose safe spaces are increasingly invaded by biological men. I mean, there was a case last January in, in Palm Springs where girl um, water polo athletes, these high, high school girls walked into their uh, locker room and they found a man showering there. And he was obviously nude, and he said, I have a right to be here. I identify as a woman. And these young girls walked in, and he was, there was a naked man in their shower. And, um, you know, this is, this is something that obviously is a huge, um, um, safety issue for young women increasingly. Um, and it is not something feminists have spoken out against at all, with the exception
0: of, of Wolf. Um, uh, so family. if a man, uh, is naked, in front of women who have not asked him to be naked uh, he's he's arrested but if he says he's a female he's protected
2: right he was protected and of course you know
0: when Harvey um, Weinstein went without a towel he he was considered a villain right because he identified as a male
2: right and some People think oh they're not gonna harm anyone they're essentially you know these men who identify as women you know they're you know well, it's not a matter not of interested.
0: harm uh, most women are not anxious to see strange men naked okay it's the opposite of men
2: that's, yes that's, that's exactly right and of course some of them are heterosexual um, and, some of, and some people are just taking advantage. So the potential to be overpowered by a biological man in your dressing room, whether he's transgender identified or not, is a real serious safety threat to women. Wow,
0: well, the, the quiet of the feminist groups, I can explain to you all. The feminists use women the way communists use workers. Feminists care about women as much as I care about. Uh, what, what don't I care about? I don't care about gardening. Okay, as much as I care about gardening. Listen, my wife just broke her finger gardening. It's a very dangerous thing, people. I'm going to write a book, The Dangers of Gardening, because people want to be safe. Things you shouldn't do if you want to be safe, and then i will have gardening on it. What is your next book about?
2: Um, So my book's Irreversible Damage. It comes out on June 30th, and it's about... um, it, we have now seen a rash of young teenage girls. Um, we've never seen this before in history, but now they are identifying as trans as transgender in very large numbers um, across the west, actually. So these girls never before had experienced any trans uh, gender dysphoria. This was always an ailment that afflicted boys and men. And now, for the first time, uh, a majority of those um, claiming to have gender dysphoria and seeking treatment, um Usually, in the form of hormones and surgeries are now teenage girls uh girls that are in a lot of pain and a lot of distress um, but who claim to have gender dysphoria and um, for lots of reasons I go into in the book they're they are unfortunately um, able to do all kinds of damage to themselves um, and they 're encouraged and celebrated all over all over the west
0: god and then of course, if a parent says to their teenage girl. You know this you should try to work this through because you're really a girl. They're considered haters.
2: Yes, they are and and, and they come up against all kinds of trouble, um, and they are undermined by lots and lots of forces in our society um, that I've, I've been told by my publisher not to go into too much uh, in advance of the publication date, but but I, but I go through in the book all the all the, who's your publisher you know, uh, Regnery.:
0: I'm going to speak to them. Okay. I have cloud at Regnery.
2: <laughs> okay, good.
0: <laughs> well, you'll you'll clearly be on. Say hi That's to wonderful. your husband for me.
2: I will do that. Thank you so much, Dennis.
0: Thank you, Abigail Fryer. She has a great husband too. It's a terrific couple. Wow. It's it's hard to believe, isn't it? It all all of it affirms for me my basic beliefs, especially religious beliefs. When God is gone, chaos reigns.
1: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. I want to talk to you for a moment about a group I've done work with for years, ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. You've seen how your freedom is under attack? Go to townhallreview.com to find out how you can join Alliance Defending Freedom to help ensure the opponents of freedom don't dictate your future. That's townhallreview.com. If you enjoy your podcast, take a moment, tell a friend to subscribe today.